Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Welcome to episode 48 of the Usual Podcast, the podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me as always is my co-host, Will. Say hello, buddy. Hello. And you forgot to turn off the intro. Well, I, I turned it off, and then I thought I turned it off, but then it was on, and then that happened. So here we are. We we're start, just we're, we're st- we've started the show twice. Second time's a charm, and we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. You are drinking, my friend. Uh, right now, I'm drinking Diet Pepsi. Just finished a beer a little bit earlier. I had the uh, Hobo. Oh yeah, it was the Hobo. Por- uh, uh, the no, Hobo Pilsner. Pilsner. Hobo yeah. Pilsner. Yeah. The cool part about that is that brewing company, Dust Bowl Brewing Company, is actually about 20 minutes from where I grew up. Nice. Yeah, my mom actually graduated the college in that town of Turlock, California. Wow. There is nothing there. <laughs> Not much. Anyway, I'm drinking Alpha Claw's Christmas Porter, thanks to John Skeen. This is one of the last ones I have from him. And uh, this is from Three Floyds Brewing Company. And actually, when my sister lived in Chicago, I bought this I bought this beer all the time. I, I love Three Floyds. They're really fun. Awesome labels. This is a Christmas porter. I'm not a big fan of porters. But you know what? It's, it's, it's bringing me back to Christmas. It's giving you the buzz. And that's really all that matters. It's all that matters. Okay. So are we ready? We are ready. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, and of course, we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and Swotor Network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter, Will is at IMO Griggs, we're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play, so of course, take the time to give us positive ratings and all those fun things on the other social medias. Thank you for doing that. We did get another five-star rating, my friend. We did, number 17. And I, I'm starting to feel like we're kind of special. Kind of, you know, and also we had a huge spike in downloads this week. Yeah, I think, um, I look, I don't want to count our chickens and such before they're hatched, but, I, I, you know, we got some new listeners, it feels like, in the last week. I feel uh, feel like we might have. Or we just put it on a day where everybody had the day off. That could be, but it's a little, uh, that would account for the speed of download, but not for the quantity. Indeed. Well, I appreciate everybody who did download, uh, and we want to thank anybody that helps our show, especially our patrons. See, you like that? Uh, before, yeah, before I get to that though, we have the timestamps in the show notes. If you're not a Swotor fan, please feel free to skip around. But, you know, we're going to have a light show this week. Yeah, it should be fairly light. And, uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun. So, patreon.com slash usual podcast. Thank you to, for those of you that do contribute to the show. We got an old patron return. Really? Yeah. So we had a couple patrons, I don't know, in the new year kind of go away. And then one of them came back. So, well, you know, finances change. Yeah. So thank you for coming back. I don't want to, I don't want to call them out, but you know, but thank you. Please buck or tune up so that'll help us out. We would love to have a little bit more money in our pockets when we go to Comic Con, cover that a lovely event for us. So yeah. There you, you go. get a little bit of Quan. Quan? Quan. Didn't you ever see Jerry Maguire? Yeah, man. But that was like 40 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Some players will get the coin. Not everybody gets the Quan. I, I, I hear you, dude. So anyway, I do remember that now, actually. That was the, I don't know. That wasn't my favorite movie. You were like nine years old. I was not an old guy. Well, no. no I wasn't I was older than nine. No, you were 17. Whatever. Hey, dude. All right. So, uh, buck or two an episode. Help us out. And, you know, of course, if you want to go crazy, 10 bucks an episode. Go ham. We'll get you hella stuff from us, from my wife's shop, Hippies Longstockings, and I'll send you beer. And we'll bring you back some swag from uh, any con we go to. And more on that later. Last thing, audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Um, I'm just going to throw out there Force Awakens and Twilight Company. They're the most recent uh 
Well, a couple of the most recent Star Wars novels that are on my docket, but um, any suggestions from you or what? Uh, I'm going to suggest Before the Awakening. Oh, good one. Yeah. Here, here's my thing, though, with, with the Audible thing. You know, Audible is actually a really cool affiliate, and it only helps you. Free books. Free books, and, and And you don't have to sit down and read. No. And that's – nobody likes reading these days. No, I have found. Much. I teach English. No one likes to read. Nobody likes reading. It's kind of bull, but whatever. It's I a lot like of bullpucky. Anyway, so uh, shall we get to Star Wars The Old Republic? Let's get started. You want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you if you will only kneel. Shall we start with our community, as we always do? We always do. Let's do it. And so, uh, look, Bad Feeling uh, Canteen is happening. It's still, it's going on. It's yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bummed that uh, we're not going. I really would like to. But, I mean, look, we're not getting to Texas. It's just not, it's not no, happening. No, not happening. So, we're not going to Texas, but we wish the Bad Feeling guys and anybody that goes, uh, buy them a beer and have a great time, and we will play the bumper for them. Yes, we will. An event like no other... The Bad Feeling Cantina at Pack South. The utmost baddest feeling event ever that's ever been bad felt about something like that. Sure. That's right, gang. Come join us in beautiful San Antonio. We'll be holding our own Cantina event during Pack South. Join us at the Republic of Texas restaurant on Saturday the 30th from 8 to midnight. We'll be hanging out. There will be beer, there will be prizes, there will be beard hair, maybe even my PV penis. I got a bad feeling about this cantina. So, one, last week, you know what's funny? What? I think we broke our streak. She didn't call us out on it. But I think last week was the first week we did not mention Jesse and the Passionately Casual podcast. I know. I knew something kind of fell off with the force. And to bring balance back to the force, see what I did there? Uh, we're going to mention the Passionate Casual podcast and definitely check them out. They are amazing. JT, Jesse, and they do a great show. And, um, yeah. They do do a good show. They do do. And, uh, Neverland Ranch, that a thing. I we got some. so much. <laughs> I told, I told Chinook. So he heard. You may or may not have said Neverland Ranch. Yeah, I actually don't remember. I mean, I, I kind of remember the where it was coming up in context. I mean, I edited the damn show, and I don't, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I've been kind of loopy for the last week and a half on some pain meds, and so yeah, I don't remember everything, and I'm still kind of loopy today. So it's gonna um, be a good show. It is going to be a good show. So yeah, we shall see how that goes. But well, I, you know, the funny thing is, is Neverland Ranch was within a couple miles of where I went to high school. So Neverland. Yeah, Neverland Ranch, Michael Jackson's property. Uh huh. So here's the thing. Um, we're not responsible for any of the mistakes we make. Oh, absolutely not. We will blame something always, and we're going to move on with our lives. And I blame this one on Chinook. Yeah. Damn you, man. <laughs> well, he, you know, look, I can't talk smack about Chinook because he's my, he's my, he's my rock. He's your walk. tank. He's my, he's my main tank. Yes, he is. He's been taking the brunt of the, the, the battle. Mm. Taking it where? Let's move on. All right. So we can game. <laughs> what, did you do anything this week? Uh, I have not logged in in over a week mm. and, uh, cause I had some family coming to town this last weekend and then, uh, seriously, my back's just been hurting up a storm. So I really don't spend too much time sitting at a desk. Well, look, and that's okay. And since you did have the family in town, we did walk without you. It turned out we had 16, well, we had 15 people. We decided after a while, Jesse joined us 
cool. Excuse me. After a while, we decided to do uh, KP again. Let me just tell you. Um, How'd you guys do without the dead weight? Let me, let me just tell you. We, well, I mean, had you been there and were really, truly embracing dead weight, it might have been a five-hour run. It was literally four hours. Really? Four hours it took us to get through it. You know, granted, uh, part of that was, you know, forming the group of some, but it took a long time. We had a lot of wipes, a lot of, I mean, I feel like most of the time we were just taking breaks, you know, uh, you know, bio bios, bios, drinks. I mean, look, we had a great time. It was a lot of fun, but some people had to drop out and move around and stuff because it was, and you guys definitely doing, a long and run. You guys were doing 16. 16 men. Yeah. So it was, it was a little harder too when we got to some of the fights and, um, some people were, we had, look, here's the thing. It's walk. We had a great night. Right. Uh, we had a lot of people in there. Some John Skeen was there. Cool. Uh, Mox was there. Jesse was there. We had a, we had a good time. So um, and of course my rock Chinook, you're my rock buddy. Nice. Is it getting it's getting weird now? Well, weird. Is JT back yet? No, he's not. But he was watching on the stream. Nice. Thank good. I'm glad you brought that up. He was watching on the stream and he was sending messages <laughs> through us, uh, through to us and stuff. It was pretty funny. Uh, it was if you watch. I mean, you the stream is out there. You can find it. It was brutal, but a lot of fun. Anyway, that was a long night, but Wog is still running. We'll run again tomorrow. So Yeah, I'm still upset that I missed the night that Jesse came in. <laughs> yeah, she also said that she hates you. <laughs> I got really close to the mic, and I was about to say a dirty word until I realized we're a PG podcast. We are definitely that. All right, so let's get to the news, man. We don't have a lot. Uh, we have two two things. There were some issues uh, with logging in. Some people were having issues logging in, and you know, that seemed to have been resolved um, fairly quickly. And then there was one post, uh, dev post, uh, called Gear Rewards from the Eternal Championship. And we, we talked about the Eternal Championship last week in that it was moved to chapter 11. 11. And that's the Bodar soloable right. solo thing. Uh, and we were talking about getting gear for it and that kind of thing. So, so Stephen Chu made a post and the post will actually realize, you know, you'll realize who that is. So it says, this is Stephen Chu, and I'll be coordinating as well as working on the Eternal Championship. First, I'd like to thank everyone for providing their input. It's very encouraging as a developer to hear from players who are engaged in the content that we create. I've been going through this post on this feature uh, for game update 4.2 and wanted to give some insight on what we're trying to achieve with this. So people have been giving a lot of feedback, obviously, on what kind of gear should be rewarded. And so he's just right. kind of addressing that. This is really the only post of the week, honestly. I was I waited until, you know, late this afternoon to refresh to see if there was anything else from the devs this week. And this is pretty much it. So he goes on to say, as mentioned in the stream, this is the me- this is meant to give the solo player with companion a series of challenges that gets progressively harder. The goal is to have the first five rounds be achievable by players who have just completed the first nine chapters of Coffee, and we did and they did confirm that you have to complete Coffee in order to do this. Okay, but with some additional elements, by successfully completing round five, they will get gear that is better than what they've been able to get from the story content. Beginning in round six, the challenges will start increasing in difficulty and building up to the final encounter in round ten. We are still in the process of fine-tuning what the difficulty increase feels like. The Eternal Championship provides an alternative way for solo players to get higher tiers of gear, albeit at a slower rate compared to Flashpoint slash Operations. The highest rating gear will still be reserved for the more, excuse me, difficult group content as those required for coordination and effort from more players. Looking through the posts on the thread so far, I've seen suggestions that might, that match some of what we were trying to do. But beyond the scope of this feature and some additional ideas that are, that's cool, we should consider that. 
I'll be keeping an eye on this thread, so please keep those suggestions coming. I won't be able to reply to each person individually, but we'll post an update when we have something substantial to share. Again, thanks for taking the time. See you in game, etc., etc. So this is interesting, in my opinion. Why do you say that? Well, I think it's interesting because a lot of people were saying that. I guess, I guess the best way. I'm, I'm glad they're doing doing something specific about this. I'm really glad that they have decided to not reward the highest end ops gear. Right. And I don't think I'm hoping they're not going to get really close to it. I think 216 should be the very max. That sounds about right. And I think that should be, you know, round 10, you get through it and you can drop a 216 piece, right? 208 makes sense below that. I mean, that's just, you know, we get that from story modes. Yeah, we do. So anyway, and some 216s. So it makes sense. There's been a lot of flack in this forum as well. I didn't, I didn't dive too deep into it, but there's definitely been that. But I mean, definitely give them constructive feedback on what you really think should happen. I, I'm excited to see how this plays out. I think it's, I think no matter what they do, it, I, I have a fear it might be that whole, it's too easy, it's too hard, that weird balance thing. And especially if you have a level 50 companion or something, like this could be, this could get kind of interesting. Yeah, but anytime you put in, uh, not only new content, but new, uh, mechanics, you, you just, you really don't know until you get into it. No, you don't. And I'm hoping that they do some testing. It'd be nice to, to, I wouldn't mind hitting the PTS again for something like this, uh, if they were to open it up. But honestly, let's see. So we're well, thinking March. This is coming. Yeah. The only way I think they could do that is if they made it so you didn't have to finish chapter nine to go do it, where this is just a standalone thing you could go into. Well, and well, how do you feel about it being a chapter nine gate? Having, I mean, cause I only have the one companion or the one companion, the one tomb. I mean, I think that this is kind of a sticking point for some players I've heard already that. I wish it wasn't gated. I kind of wish it wasn't gated behind the chapter nine story only because I only have the one tune and I would like to be able to do something like this on my other tunes, refine my rotations, work on that kind of stuff. And at the same time, earn some ops gear because I like switching characters sometimes. Yeah. I think it would make more sense if, um, I mean, I, I'm actually in the camp of where I like it gated, especially because it is story dependent, obviously, because that's how we're getting introduced to Bodar. But I think uh, it, once you've unlocked it with the one tune, then it should be unlocked for all tunes. I agree. And I, that's the part I like the most. I think that that's what they should do. You know, you go through it one time. Um, you, if you, I think, okay, so what about this? You get through chapter, chapter, you get through level 10 or whatever the top tier, tier 10. Why can't you do it with any tune from then? That'd work. I mean, or as we go back to our very first episodes, right? Why can't it be a Legacy 50 perk? Or Legacy 55? Or Legacy 55 unlock. I mean, why not go to Legacy 60 for God's sake, you I know. know? I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways they can go about this. I don't really have any. These are just off-the-cuff suggestions. They might be stupid, and I don't really care what you think. Actually, I do. If you have thoughts, let us know. I'm all good with that. Anything else you want to bring up SWTOR-wise this week? Uh, no, they're really... Like I said, I haven't been in-game at all, so... Well, and I haven't done anything but WOG, and I don't want... I've been I've been dabbling in some other stuff, but I've also been really busy. So I've been playing a little Fallout 4, but mostly I've been trying to catch up on shows, trying to... I've been reading some comics. Um, I've been really busy in real life, so... I mean, right now, I'm just kind of sitting around. I can't wait for the next story and that kind of thing. So, you know, we'll go from there. Yeah, for me, pretty much whenever I'm not at work or podcasting, I've just been laying in bed trying to get my back feeling better. And and, and look, man, we we want that for you. And playing some games. I'm, I'm, oh, I uh, hit I hit level cap on Galaxy of Heroes, and then they raised the level cap, so I'm happy. <laughs> nice, dude. Uh, I'm getting there. I think I'm almost level 50. I just unlocked Finn today. Nice. I got Boba Fett. Nice. Boba Fett's sick. Uh, Death from Above. 
He's got death from above. Yeah, he does. That's tight. Yeah. Anyway, so that's a side note. So should we get to Star Wars? Star Wars. Pew 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 pew. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. Makes me want to go see the movie again. Yeah, no, we went and saw it a third time last weekend, remember? We were supposed to see The Revenant. I know. And anybody listening to real reviews is going to be like, dude, I can't wait to hear what they thought of The Revenant. And we went to see The Force Awakens again. Yeah. And then actually I went and saw The Big Short after that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So At least you saw something different. I just saw The Force Awakens for the third time. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of funny. But yeah, I'll be talking about The Big Short on the next real reviews. Awesome. We have a good real review show coming out probably next week. Yeah, some good content coming out. Cool, man. Uh, all right, so let's get to Star Wars. So we have, um, I do want to throw a quick shout out to our friends at the Cantina cast. Um, the first podcast we ever guested on as, as a duo, as a duo. Ooh, we're a duo, not an ambiguously gay duo. We're, we're right out there on Front Street. <laughs> we're right out on Front Street, right? <laughs> uh, so Cantina cast, look, or back, or back street, okay, as it were. So don't make me try to cut this, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Cantina Cast, uh, they're great guys. We've recorded with them a couple times. They're they're really awesome dudes. Yes, they're kind of getting to the Star Wars podcast big time right now. Um, yeah, I, I looked at the uh, on uh, iTunes. I looked at the uh, there's a featured section for Star Wars podcasts, and they were on there with Coffee with Kenobi. Dude, they're up there, man. And one of the, and you know, I, I doubt they'll come down to our level anytime soon and record with us again. But uh, I just want to give them a shout out because they actually recently joined the Force.net. Uh, podcast network oh wow okay. and they still do idiots array they produce that show but they've joined up with uh force.net and they do a whole bunch of shows so definitely check them out i'll put a link in the show notes um but their last couple of podcasts i've really liked they've been doing some character dice sections from uh force awakens oh very interesting. and the last one i just finished listening to before we recorded actually uh they were talking about um where Luke is gone. And the one before that, I think, was Ray. Um, they're going to do a Kylo Ren one next week. Nice. They're going to bring a, um, someone who, uh, I don't know if it was a psychologist or somebody to try to figure out where what's wrong with his brain. Right. And so that, I think, is going to be kind of cool. That so would be cool. Definitely check those guys out. If you don't listen to them every week, I'm not 100% sure what's wrong with you. So anyway, uh, check out the Cantina cast and, you know, that's it. Check them out. All right. So let's get to some news. We have lots of stuff, dude. Yeah. Lots of stuff. Uh, you want to start at the top? Yeah. Go for it. Oh, I thought that was going to be you. Cause no, you, you do that one. No, I know. Oh, okay. So the, <laughs> the, the, the Force Awakens, uh, um, isn't doing what it was projected to do in China. Yeah. I hadn't heard about this yet. Cause it really, like I said, I've been kind of off the grid. So what, uh, what numbers is it pulling in? So let me, let me open this up. But, but really what it comes down to is that the title of it is falling faster than expected in China. So it looks like, let me, let me pull the numbers out here. Star Wars Force Awakens just about crushed every box off record there is. People were predicting that it might pass Avatar, but it's not going to happen as the Force Awakens is falling faster than expected in China. It's even questioned if it's going to pass the Titanic at 2.18 billion. And now this was about a week ago, and I haven't I haven't checked up on the numbers yet. Go to boxofficemojo.com. Box Office Mojo, let's do that. That's where I get all my numbers. But the but the the crux of this is that China isn't seeing it as like we thought they right. were going to. So so right now it is at one point eight billion. Um, almost one. Um, almost one point nine. Titanic is two point one. Um, it's got it's got a little ways to go. 
Yeah, to kind of put it in perspective, they basically just need to pull out their opening weekend again for the right. rest of their time. Right. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll keep an eye on it, but uh, it's it just isn't doing what people thought it was going to do. If it if it had gone huge in China, it would have blown Avatar out of the water. Yeah, and to kind of give you an idea for it to catch Avatar at this point, they're going to have to match what they did domestically already, which is about nine hundred billion. I still don't understand it. Avatar killed in Asia. It oh, did. must have been it. Plus, you got to remember, I believe Avatar was PG-13. Yeah. So in the international markets, it was able to, I mean, this is also PG-13, but Avatar really fed into a different sensibility. It had a that's lot more point. female viewership. That's why Titanic was so big, because it had oh, Titanic, repetitive huge. female viewership. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I'm sure you've heard some of these rumors. Yeah. Actually, I was the one that brought the, the Vader Snoke. Uh, yeah. So tell me about you. this, dude. Somebody decided to look really closely at the images of Snoke. And noticed a scar on his forehead and, and around his mouth and chin and how it looks very similar to when was it Sebastian Shaw had the mask taken. Did we on. get it right that time? Yeah, because David Prowse was. David the Prowse real was Vader. yeah, yeah, we got it. So Sebastian Shaw, who had the face of Vader when the mask was taken off in Jedi, the scars on Snoke match up pretty darn closely. I mean, is this even I like the I, I think it's a cool idea. But it doesn't even make sense. Really, does it? I mean, cause, cause think about it. Luke didn't leave his body there. He took his body back with him, right? Or did he just burn the suit? Did he even the take only, him out of the suit? Well, we know for a fact that he's a force ghost because he showed up as a force ghost. Right. Which means as far as I know, the body had to have left. Okay. Um, so how does this work? So the only thing I think of if they did do this is that Vader figured out a way to use the Plagueis to bring himself back. Mm, mm. But then why would he have the same scars? I'm overanalyzing, but here's the thing. This is fun. I like thinking about this kind of stuff. Yeah, really, really kind of interesting. Um, I I still think this kind of idea is for, I mean, we know for a fact he's not Plagueis now, I think is what they said. But they never actually came out and explicitly said that. But um, I think this idea is closer to the whole Darth Jar Jar thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it's kind of cool, but you're right. I mean, it's it's kind of I, – I take this kind of stuff more for fun because, honestly, it's not not on my radar as far as this stuff goes. I, I'm still holding out that he's Plagueis. Yeah, it's it's always fun to, to look at this stuff, and, uh, and, yeah, I'm still holding up hope that he's Plagueis, too. So, anyway, moving on. Have you seen this? This is uh, – so there's supposedly a deleted scene. Um, this comes from Collider, uh, and basically it's a, it's a special effects supervisor, Chris Carbold, uh, via Collider. It says, uh, and this is about Maz Kanata and the Force Awakens deleted scene description. So there's a particular part of a scene that never made it where they go underneath the castle and they're going into the other ground passageways and stormtroopers are coming down the stairs and Maz uses her powers to collapse the ceiling. From my point of view, that worked absolutely brilliantly because you had all the main actors running up and then Maz does her bit and then the whole ceiling collapses in front of him, uh, front of them, but that never made it. That was, sh- that was a shot I was quite proud of actually. It worked really, really well. What do you think about that? And I can't remember 100% right now off the top of my head. I meant to check before we started recording if that was in the book. I don't think it was. Well, I think they took it out for story reasons because they eventually, in the movie, she actually says she is not a Jedi. Right, which but that doesn't, doesn't mean she doesn't, can't use a force. It doesn't though. preclude her from being force sensitive. I agree, but I think that's kind of what they were hinting at. Right, I think you're right there. Um, all right, so let's let's see what else do we have here. We have all kinds of stuff. All right, so Stanley. Okay, so this is fun. Think, think about fun posts. Uh, Stanley 
talks possible Avengers and Star Wars crossover. Yeah, I have no idea how they would do this. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna try to grab a quote because look, Stanley's what ninety three, ninety four, something like that. Um, he he's not young. I'm not saying. I mean, he's definitely he's got his mind there. He's he's all there. He ain't no spring chicken. Oh no, but he's not you know running a marathon or anything. So uh, first, Stanley remarks on the possibility of all the Marvel characters appearing together. Um, this is an interview, uh, with the big issue and Stanley talks about the possibility of the Avengers meeting up with Star Wars. Okay. So he says, um, you mean all together in one film? Yeah, probably. It'll be the most expensive film ever produced, but anything the public wants to see, uh, will want to see can be sure it will eventually be produced. That's talking about like Avengers, X-Men, Guardians of the Galaxy, all being in one film. Right. And then it's remarked that Disney owns the rights to Avengers and Star Wars and that the public would love for a crossover to happen. Have you ever heard of anybody asking for this before we get I to this? I have not. And it, there are two things that I have issue with here. And well, actually just major one thing is Star Wars happened a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Right. The time, unless it involves time travel, because well, we know for a fact that, that, the Avengers takes place in modern day. Right. All right. So let's see what Stan says. So Stan throws Spider-Man into the mix as well. He says, well, I don't know how many characters you can have in a movie, but obviously the people who produce these things are looking to be as successful as possible. Well, we already know, according to the stuff from last week, that the Russo brothers are putting 67 named speaking parts in or right. for, for superheroes in uh, Infinity War. Which is going to be crazy. Um, if they feel that incorporating Star Wars... But the Marvel characters will be very successful. They'll find a way to do it. How'd you like to be the script supervisor on a movie with 67? Oh, my God, dude. Like and he goes on to say, can you imagine Spider-Man saying, may the force be with you? It may come to that. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it will. It won't. But I think, uh, let's see. So Stanley notes that they can take anyone they want and make them an Avenger, even Luke Skywalker. We did it in the comics. I created the Avengers by taking many of our, our characters and making a team out of them. We can have as many characters join the Avengers as we want for uh, want to for future movies. That might be fun, too. All of a sudden, Luke Skywalker is an Avenger. Okay, so he's... I, f- I find that more realistic because it is in comics. In comics, you're dealing with multiple dimensions and multiple timelines. Timelines, dimensions. When you're dealing with the movie, it's it's part of the marvel cinematic universe and it's a set timeline it's not gonna happen no i don't think it's gonna happen but it would be really fun to see something like a not a what if but like a a far-fetched run of comics where they just mash up anything disney marvel it might be kind of fun well marvel is known for their what if issues oh yeah no i know that but that's what i'm saying but like we have all these star marvel star wars stuff we have all these things running already it would be really interesting to see han solo you know, taking shots next to Hawkeye or something. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, that would be cool. You know, um, yeah, Chewbacca I, with the crossbow. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, it, it would be fun to see. I I think comic form, leave it at that. Something fun to do, but I I don't think they're gonna do it in the MCU because they're really working on trying to keep that all tight. Yes, I agree. It's fun to think about. Definitely fun to think about. Okay, so we have Star Wars Episode Eight and Pirates of the Caribbean get new release dates. This is the big one. Yeah, there's. <laughs> I read an article that actually kind of compared this to a four-team trade in baseball. Basically, Star Wars decided to move release dates and everything else fell behind it. So, Star Wars moved from the end of May to my birthday, December 15th, Yeah, it's that episode eight, right? Yeah. Nice. So Happy birthday ahead of time. Thank you. So, episode eight moved back five or seven months. What that did is that opened up that May weekend for, um, it opened up for Pirates. And Pirates moved from uh, the 4th of July weekend up to the May weekend. Well, July, right, Pirates is coming to May 26th. Right. And by 
Pirates leaving the July 7th slot, uh, Spider-Man moved up from July 28th to July 7th. Right. It says December Star Wars Episode 8 release date now sets up uh, to go against James Cameron Avatar 2. Oh, right. That's not right. No, but there's something that moved from like August up to the July date. Oh, I think that's in the other post we have. Um, there's something in the Spider-Man post. Sony is also not. Yeah, sorry. Mind. That's what it is. Um, okay. So from the top, Star Wars <laughs> moves back from May 26th back to December 15th, 2017. That opened up Pirates of the Caribbean to move from July 7th to May 26th. That allowed Spider-Man to move from July 28th to July 7th, which allowed Jumanji to, uh, which is, uh, actually we'll get to it later, that just signed its director, and that is set for July 28th. I mean, that's, that's madness. Yeah, well, it, it just happened. I mean, it happens all the time. Right. Because, you know, people don't want to compete. Well, and, and who's going to want to go up against Star Wars Episode Eight after what Seven did? Exactly. You know? And that, that's the, the main reason that I've heard that they did move it back was because they figured out that they can't make a lot of money in December. Oh, for sure. And if you think about it, you know, December's always seemed to be the, the dead spot, right? And that it's for Oscar fair and stuff like that. But now. But didn't all the Harry Potter movies open in December? Not all of them. Some of them though. Some of them, yes. Okay. But the, the three biggest movies of all time were all late November, early December releases. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> I haven't watched them yet, and I want to talk about this in real reviews. Have you seen the Adam Driver SNL skits yet? No. So he was on SNL last week, and I can't wait to see it. Like, was he the guest host? Yeah, he was the host. Oh, nice. Well, look, let's see. Well, I mean, let me open this up. I mean, you got to see the pictures at least. I mean, this is this is so cool, dude. So <laughs> hold on. there's a bunch of skits here. I mean, look at them. I cannot wait to see this, and I was actually going to watch it last night. Aladdin? Is that Adam Driver's Aladdin? Yes! It's gonna be amazing, dude. Look. And he's sitting there as Kylo Ren, commander of the First Order, like giving an interview. Um, that's awesome. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna push our discussion of this, uh, to real reviews because I want him to watch it and I still want to watch it. So, uh, I have a link in the show notes if you want to watch it. All the clips, um, are compiled on this, on this link that I have. Um, and I can't wait to check it out. It'll be fun. Let's get to merchandise here. Oh no, wait. One more thing. Rebels. Mid-season two trailer. Yeah. Rebels mid-season two, season two mid-season trailer came out and it has a lot of Easter eggs. It's um, a lot of stuff. It's a really cool trailer. Yeah. It, it really basically announced that Leia is going to become involved. And this is, bef- I mean, this has got to be when she was like 16 or 17. She looks young. Really young. Um, because she's 18 in, uh, A New Hope. Um, but we also see Vader come back. And then the biggest surprise of all is that Kylo or Kylo. Wow. Fired. Wow. Fired. Yes, totally. Um, <laughs> Ezra is being drawn to the dark side yeah. because that's what he's just looking for knowledge right now. And as you know, with Kanan, he doesn't always impart everything. Right. And so he meets somebody that he, that I believe calls himself the old teacher. Yeah. I think he's supposed to be like the, the, the grand inquisitor or something like that. He's the top, he's the high end inquisitor guy. Right. Well, it turns out it's Maul. And Darth Maul is amazing. Amazing. And I can't wait. No, so I'm I'm really looking forward to everything in the rest of season two. Yeah, and oh, but another Easter egg is Ezra pulls out a darn oh, cross sword, cross uh, broadsword lightsaber. What do we? What's the official name for it? Crossguard lightsaber? Is I that think it? it's a crossguard. Crossguard. Anyway, so yeah, it's green. So he pulls that out, right? Yeah, but the, the if you notice, the hilt is white. I don't understand where all this is coming from, but I'd rather not speculate. I'd rather watch the season and then we'll talk about it because that's I love Rebels. It's really cool. It's getting darker. Definitely getting darker. And, and that's the thing is actually with the whole thing with Ezra and, and Maul, 
it's the first time in any canon so far that they're delving into a Sith temple. Yeah. My fear is that, well, I'm hoping my kids can hang because I've, I've been watching it with my kids and as it gets darker, it's, it's harder and harder for them to, to be there yeah. and not be afraid, you know? And, and I can't really with confidence say, Oh, nothing will happen to insert ghost character. Right. You know, or, you know, uh, it, I don't know. I think, I think something might happen to some of these characters. We know nothing will happen to Leia. Right. Right. Um, but we don't know about the rest. So we'll see. And then there's the confrontation, of course, between, uh, Ahsoka and, and Vader, Vader that's yeah. going to happen, which I can't wait to see. No, that'll be awesome. All right, man. So merchandise, some fun stuff. Uh, Star Wars Funko Rancor. Nice. <laughs> have you seen this? Yet? I have not. Oh, this is so cool. Check this out. So. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, I love these Funko Pops. I'm getting kind of more into them. I mean, obviously everybody's into them, but they're, they're really fun to have around the house and they look cool. But a, a Funko Rancor? I'm in. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. And this one is actually cool. There's a, a figure pack. Let's see. That can be found. And it says it comes with Luke Skywalker and Slave Dola, which is awesome. Nice. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ula was the uh, the green Twi'lek dancer. Did I say Dola? It looks like Dola, but I couldn't see it. Yeah, it's Ula. 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 You're right. She got, uh, she was the green Twi'lek dancer that got dropped in the pit. Right. Eh, as one does. Uh, Star Wars Rebels Princess Leia Hasbro action figures revealed finally. Nice. This is a big deal because we've been talking a lot about female action figures. And more specifically, we had to think about the Slave Leia thing, and then now we've got this this idea that... Yeah, but, you know, the, but this one is particular to the Rebels right, timeline, so this right. is her when she's young. Looks cool. Yeah, it definitely looks cool. Yeah. Comes with grappling hooks, which would have really helped her on the Death Star, but I'm just saying. A little bit. Anyway, moving on. Park news. Yeah, first big thing is that uh, it's been announced that Kylo Ren is going to be making his first appearance in the Disney parks starting February 16th. And it'll be at the Star Wars uh, buildings in uh, both Disneyland and the uh, Magic Kingdom of Disney World. That's going to scare the crap out of some kids. A little bit. <laughs> I just, I mean, if my kids saw Kylo Ren, That'd be cool. uh, that would be amazing for me. They might poop their pants. Um, all right. So let's talk about the big one though. Uh, so there's some rumors around park news, uh, life-size Millennium Falcon, which we've heard about many times. Yeah. Actually, that was one of the first things that was announced uh, when Bob Iger made his, his announcement back at, uh, D23, I believe. So making Star Wars, uh, received some info that Star Wars land will feature a life-size Millennium Falcon as well as that fans will be able to fly in the cockpit. Nice. Um, that's amazing. It's going to be a long line. Oh, God, that line's going to be so long. Uh, so the other thing is uh, Poe Dameron. Uh, for some more details uh, are Poe Dameron's black X-Wing fighter. Which is bad. <laughs> this is amazing. Which will greet guests uh, at the third entrance to Star Wars land. Although in episode eight, feature to the fighter might make it different from what we know from The Force Awakens. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, characters and creatures from the Star Wars Episode Eight will be found uh, featured in the park. And the word is that Imagineers love the Rogue One, a Star Wars story script. But if that will continue, will come into play, it's still hazy. Initial word is that the second major attraction would feature Rogue One content. But now that appears to be somewhat unlikely. So they have to already have all of this stuff dialed in right by now. Oh, I'm sure. If, if, if they've already started closing off sections of Disneyland, they have to have already know what they're putting in that park for the most part. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So anyway, uh, this is gonna be fun, man. I can, I don't know. I, I, I wish I lived closer. 
Honestly. Yes, definitely. Especially when this, when this becomes a thing. Uh, so we're done with Star Wars. Yes, we are. Do you, are you, you're not sad, are you? I'm always sad when we're done with Star Wars. Oh, well, let's get to, uh, pop culture then. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. I'll talk first. You talk first. Who talks first? Sorry, I was itching my ear. <laughs> See, um, there. See, there. That's yeah. You, me, you, 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 you me, talk first. Me, I talk you, first. You talk. Mm. Okay. So okay, moving on. Uh, so here we are, dude. As we said last week, we had some bad news. We did not get press passes for California or for San Diego Comic Con, but we are trying to make it to the inaugural Silicon Valley Comic Con. And by the way, the internet is sad for our loss on the on the other thing, but it's gonna be okay. Um, it would be cool. Let me just tell you. To go to the first Comic-Con that's within three and a half hours of us. Yep, San Jose. It would be amazing. Um, and it looks like that they've announced uh, Karen Gillan, uh, Jeremy Renner, Stan Lee, William Shatner, we're all becoming the Silicon Valley. Nathan, Nathan Fillion, there's a bunch of... Oh, nice. and um, uh, what's the other guy who played Wash? Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. He's I'm sure they're there. hyping con men. Yeah, and it's going to be great, dude. I'm, I'm hoping... Uh, I already put our press apps in. I'm hoping we get that. And no matter what, that's going to be a very cheap con for us to go to. We know people that live, a ton of people live in the Bay Area. Just paying for gas and food. Gas to get down there, food, beer, money. We're good. It'll be fun. Nice. It'll definitely be fun. And that is in March, March 18th through 20th. Uh, St. Paddy's Day weekend. St. Paddy's Day weekend. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be fun. All right. Uh, on to TV. Uh, I don't really have a link for this, but I just say uh, your friendly neighborhood reminder that X-Files starts this Sunday. Oh, crap. I got semi recorder. I am so excited. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Speaking of TV and not waiting, Jessica Jones got renewed for season two. Yeah, so now we have Daredevil season two coming out. Jessica Jones season two has been uh, renewed, and they're already in production on Luke Cage, nice. and Iron Fist is in pre-production. My goal for tonight, actually, I think I have two episodes left when we're done with this. We should be done soon. I really want to finish Jessica Jones. For some reason, I was watching it with Kate, and she stopped watching it, so I was trying to do it on my own time. And my goal is to get that done tonight. I love Jessica Jones. I started reading some of the comics I was talking uh-huh. about earlier. Which um, is the original alias run. Which I'm, I'm really becoming obsessed with Jessica Jones. It's very dark. It's kind of, it's basically right at my alley as far as comics and, and fiction goes. I, I really like it. I mean, for as somebody who can, who has almost unlimited strength and healing abilities and whatever, it's rooted in reality almost. Yeah. Which is what I like. And she try most of the time she's moving through the world as a normal person trying yes. to like, you know, be a PI and, and it's a, it's just such a good show. If you have not watched Jessica Jones yet, you've got to check it out. Binge watch it. Netflix. It's, it's on. Yeah. Christian Ritter's great. So uh, good. So um, good. Um, David Tennant's fantastic. Oh, Tennant. Tennant is brilliant. He's so good. I mean, he's good no matter what, but right. that role is perfect for him. Yes. I agree. All right. So next we have a whole bunch of things I'm going to kind of smash together. So we have DC's Legends, Legends of Tomorrow, which is premiering tonight. Tonight and uh, I, how are we gonna handle this? Like three straight nights or three nights out of four of Flash Arrow Legends of Tomorrow. I have no idea, but here's my idea. I just I'm coming up with an idea. I have no idea, but I have an idea now. Okay, are you ready? Um, so we have three shows: Flash Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Right? I say, oh, and like I said last week, Vixen got picked up for a second season of oh cartoons. Oh my god! So here we go. So I'm thinking we could do we could either put aside a little time. And just talk about that, like, maybe two weeks at a time. 
Okay. Two episodes at a time. We could do, we could probably do that in real reviews or something, or revisit our Flash universe at the hiatus or something. Yeah, the, or at the, the end of the season. Yeah, right. So that's that's an idea. But I'm super excited for Legends of Tomorrow, and there's a bunch of stuff coming up around this. I have some links for some promos, some trailers. Um, they one of the other things they did was. Oh, and this just came out. I just saw yesterday, I think. DC's Legend of Tomorrow cast Jonathan, I don't know how to say that last name. Sheck. Sheck as Jonah Hex. Yeah, this should be really interesting. Uh, Jonathan Sheck is probably most well known, to me at least, for playing the talent in, uh, uh he played Jimmy in The Thing You Do. Oh. Um, he was also, uh, he dated somebody for a long time. Christina Applegate comes to mind but i'm not sure i like applegate so whether that's true or not but the point is is that uh we were talking last week about joan hex right and that uh, josh brolin played him in the movie right and so that's happening there was a special around legends of tomorrow yes and it was called dc's legends of tomorrow special <laughs> makes sense it was really cool i watched it last night but you haven't seen it yet right so we will talk about that in real reviews and it was cool to see like you know, the directors and all these people like talking about the show. It was one of those little half hour, I don't want to say puff piece, but you know right. what I'm saying. No, like, it's, it, it is. It's, it's a puff piece. It's basically like everybody's talking about the characters and what they did. And, but it was, it was kind of neat. They, what they did was they kind of sectioned off each character and people came and talked about each character. Um, and they broke it down. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was cool. Neat. Um, so let's go back to this one. You said Vixen. Yeah. Vixen got approved for a second season on the cartoons for the, uh, the uh, CW uh, online, but uh, they're bringing her to the live action in Arrow, and we got our first look at her. Oh, I haven't seen it. Yeah, and this one's really interesting. That I brought this up a couple weeks ago. Is that it's really interesting? Because Vixen is the first one in this. Oh, she looks great. Yeah, in this universe that actually comes from a real city. Wow. Because it's not Star City, it's not Central City, and it's not Metropolis or National City. She comes is from that the actress. She comes from Detroit. Yes. Who is that? I've never seen her before. Megalyn E.K.? Yeah. Huh. She's gorgeous. No, oh, she's beautiful. I was just, I've never seen her before. Cool. I'm into that. Uh, oh, so speaking of specials, uh, there was a Captain America 75 Heroic Years ABC special. Yeah, they were hyping this because it came out on the same night as the return of Peggy, uh, Agent Carter. Agent Carter, yeah. And we should mention that because we don't have a link in here, but Agent Carter came back last night right and with i believe two episodes yeah it's i think it's a two-hour deal i'm so amped for that i i love i started i downloaded some agent carter comics nice like i'm getting really into the comic part of this like to expand my knowledge of these characters right and agent carter is so much fun i was listening to uh, assembly of geeks does the comic book noob right you talked about and they did an agent carter one they did a rip hunter one nice and so i've been i've been trying to acquire some of the comics they talk about it's been really fun going back to this I haven't watched this one yet. I think this one's an hour long. Um, the 75 years of, uh, of Captain America, but definitely worth checking out. And I'm going to watch it between now and real reviews. And so will I. So we'll do that. Punisher. Should we get the Punisher? Yeah. John Bernthal, um, who has been cast as a Punisher, uh, for season two of Daredevil. Um, and people remember him as Shane from Walking Dead. They're actually pushing for a Punisher series. Nice. Uh, for Netflix as well. That'd be so good. I would love to see the Punisher, like a Netflix yeah, series. Yeah. I mean, They've already had a couple of different Punisher movies because they had the Punisher and then they had Punisher Warzone, which is based on the right. limited run of Warzone. Um, but they each started a different Punisher, which was kind of odd. And those weren't that long ago, like less than 10 years ago. Right. But um, I think this is the right format for them to do it. And I think John Barenthal is a good choice. 
there was I do have a link in here that that says uh, EW talked to him. Although of course he couldn't uh, give any specific details. And he says an important character. It's one I'm honored to play. It's a guy who means a lot to a lot of people. Um, and so he kind of goes on to talk about training and stuff like that. And I don't know. I I really think that that what you said is is exactly right. Netflix is the right place. Yeah, because I mean, as we already see with Jennifer Jones, Jessica Jones. She said, done that again. It's okay. It's not Neverland Ranch or anything. I hate you. <laughs> um, that with Jessica Jones, it is, is, it is going darker. And the thing with the Punisher is, I mean, all Marvel characters and DC characters alike, I mean, all superhero characters have some sort of loss. And that's what spurs them to whatever they're doing. But with, uh, Punisher, it's his entire family is killed, his wife and his daughter. And he goes, he becomes a vigilante. Right. I like the Punisher personally. Um, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see how, how he, how he's portrayed in uh in Daredevil. Yeah, I I would like that because I really liked how um I downloaded some Daredevil comics too, by the way. Yeah, Wilson Fisk was uh oh God, Fisk. portrayed by Vincent D'Onofrio. So good, dude. Okay, so basically the article is Netflix log lines reveal Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and the Defenders description. So Marvel's Luke Cage it says in this Marvel live action series of Street Fighter X Con battles crime on the streets of New York as the superhero Luke Cage. And then Iron Fist, uh, Marvel's Iron Fist follows superhero and martial arts master Danny Rand in the upcoming live action series. And of course, Marvel's The Defenders, Marvel's The Defenders brings together Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and Luke Cage. I cannot wait for this. An epic superhero team up in New York City. And I, I think it's, it's more important to be clear. And I hope they go with this with the, uh, with the series is that they all actually take place in the Hell's Kitchen. Region. So it makes sense for them to be there right. together. Region of, of Manhattan. Right. That's gonna be so. I'll be seeing those four together. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be so good. Speaking of Daredevil, Charlie Cox wants Daredevil in the Avengers: <laughs> Infinity War. Uh, this is kind of one of those things where the actors like, no one's asked me yet, but wouldn't it be cool? <laughs> yeah, uh, and he's great as Daredevil. Don't no, get me he's wrong. So good, dude. So really, what this is is uh, it. It says, well, it doesn't seem to be in the cards at the moment. As Charlie Cox says, he hasn't gotten the call, but the actor tells Entertainment Tonight he wants in. And of course, why wouldn't he? Marvel's really hesitant about combining the MCU with the TV run. And that's, and that's kind of what it, that's kind of what the bottom line in here is, is that they just don't really do that. Yeah. Well, like when they were doing Daredevil and they wanted to put the night nurse in it, you know, Claire, um, they specifically asked, cause you know, there's multiple night nurses. Mm. Because if there's one nurse that's patching up all the superheroes in New York, it's kind of a full-time it's a, job. That's a busy nurse. It is. Um, but there's actually three in the original canon, I believe. And um, they said, okay, you just can't use this one. Because I think they have plans for <laughs> they have, they a have night nurse plans. to be, yeah. Okay. Underworld? Yeah. Uh, Underworld is kind of one of those movie runs like Resident Evil. Can I just say I really liked Underworld a lot? Well, you like Kate Beckinsale and Leather. I like Kate Beckinsale in leather on the record. Um, but it is an interesting concept of, you know, lichens, which are werewolves battling vampires and, and everything. And, um, you know, the first movie came out in 2003. So, and they've done, they're in the process of, uh, in pre-production on a fifth one right now. Um, actually, I think I saw something last week that a stunt woman died or something. Oh no, really? Yeah. Um, I, I think it was looking at that. Yeah, I think it was Underworld. Uh, oh no, it wasn't, it was Resident Evil. Oh, okay. the, new, the latest Resident Evil one. But, um, but it's kind of like that where it's like those movies that fly underneath the radar. Yeah. And so they're filming a fifth one right now. The, the TV series has kind of been on the back burner for a few years, but it looks like they're trying to ramp it up. Nice. I liked Resident Evil as well. I wasn't the biggest fan of that type of genre of video game. And I think the problem with those movies, uh, 
overall was that they were based on video games. Right. And most movies based on video games don't do that great, sadly. Super Mario Brothers, anyone? What? Double Dragon? Yeah. Um, Street Fighter? Yeah, those movies were Mortal Kombat. I liked Mortal Kombat. I liked Mortal Kombat a lot. Did not do well. Not so much. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, Fox is bringing back 24. They have, Again? They have greenlit a pilot called 24 Legacy. And it is not going to star Jack Bauer. Well, what, what the hell's the point? It'll star a new uh, a new protagonist. Mm. I have reservations. I really liked Twenty Four back in the day, and I guess it really doesn't matter who's at the helm. No. Honestly, it's just the concept of it happens in a day. Uh, but there was something that uh, um, Kiefer Sutherland brought to that role that was phenomenal. It's, it's also kind of funny. Is right before he started Twenty Four. He was uh, in a pilot that was hopefully going to be picked up, but it got it paint cup hand um he was in a pilot uh um, show for a tv version of la confidential really yeah and he played the bud white role so the role that was uh, played by russell crowe in the movie Oh, okay he would have done good yeah but it changed his personality a little bit and it made him the star instead of the three oh. characters the star Weird. and it just it really wasn't really well done um you can actually if you get the uh the special edition blu-ray of uh, LA Confidential, it comes included on there. All right, cool. The pilot. So it's, it's kind of funny to think about it. It's if that had gotten picked up, he would have never done 24. Right. 24 was very successful. Very good. I liked it. Yep. All right, man. So comics? Yeah, you, uh, you've got a first one here. Uh, the Civil War 2 and Wasp coming to Free Comic Book Day. I'm excited for that. This is going to be cool. And yeah, we have a link in the show notes. Um, it's, I think the title is pretty self-explanatory. And so we'll, I can't wait for free comic book day anyway. So there we are. Yep. Kevin Smith, who of course is a huge comic book fan, uh, is releasing a exclusive, uh, issue of Yoko Hoser's prequel. Um, if you don't know, you know, he did his third of, uh, he did his second movie in the Canuck trilogy. The third being Moose Jaws. Moose Jaws. It's going to be amazing. It will be. Uh, but Yoga Hosers is finished. It's in the can and they're, uh, debuting it at Sundance in a couple of weeks. Nice. Um, but at Sundance, he's giving away exclusive copies of this comic book, which knowing Kevin Smith, according to this article, it's going to come up with signed copies on his website, secret stash. And, and I will buy them. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for this. So it's cool. I'm going to buy them. Have I said that? Uh, what are you going to do? I'm going to buy them. I, I still don't get it. Purchase with money. Actual money? If he lets me use my good looks, I'm in. Not happening. Yeah, I thought that. Movies? Movies. <laughs> All right, man. So we have a bunch of things we're going to kind of squash together. I, there's a lot of links in here, but most of it's kind of we can talk about in chunks. So Amber Heard and talks for Justice League and Aquaman. Have you heard about this? I've not, but it kind of makes sense. I mean, she's still an up She's supposed actress. to be the, the, the love interest for Aquaman. Makes sense. Is the rumor. Um, you know, she's... She's proven her acting chops, and, you know, it's about time she got into one of these type of movies. Indeed. Uh, Ridley Scott says hard R rating for Alien Covenant. Were the other ones rated R? Um, I believe the first two were rated R. Okay. But I think the other ones were PG-13. Weird. Okay. Um, except for maybe uh, maybe the AVP ones were R. Uh, those had to be R. I think I think those were R. I um, remember. But I think this one's probably going for more of the hard scrabble sort of uh, feelings we got from the first couple where... You know, it's like gritty, and so people are going to swear. And, right. Well, for sure. You know, you'll get an R if you just drop two F-bombs. So. Exactly. And this is kind of cool. We have a, a post in here. Female Ghostbusters characters descriptions. Uh, are you interested in this? I think this is kind of fun. Yeah, well, you know, anytime that they're they're just starting to give uh, 
you know, character descriptions. It, you know, it's starting to get into the marketing phase now, and the movie's over. Yeah. So Paul Paul Feig, Paul Feig, uh, I don't remember. Uh, he said so. Uh, Melissa McCarthy is Abby Yates, the brains of the group. Feige uh, describes Abby as a paranormal researcher, supernatural scientist, entity trapper. Uh, so it kind of sounds like the Yvonne um, Spangler, Egon Spangler. Makes sense. Kate uh, McKinnon. Is that it? McKin- McKinnon? I love Kate McKinnon. Uh, as Jillian Holzman, she is a nuclear engineer, munitions expert, proton wrangler. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they had an equivalent to her in the original one. I don't. <laughs> pretty- I don't think you wanted any of them, any of them near a nuclear plant or a uh, munitions. I think proton wrangler is funny. That is funny. Kristen Wiig as Erin Gilbert, and she's a particle phys- physicist, academic firebrand, and spectral warrior. Uh, that sure sounds like the uh, Bill Murray character. Uh, Spectral Warrior. That's awesome. Uh, and last, Leslie Jones as Pat, uh, Patty Tolan. And it says, Ghost Tracker, Municipal Historian, and Metaphysical Commando. Uh, Ernie Hudson. Awesome. But um, I, I love the Municipal Historian. Yeah, that's she's cool. Basically, I'm guessing it's taking place in, in Manhattan again. And so she's going to be the one spouting off the history of New York stuff. Nice. All right, so what else do we have? Uh, Connie Nielsen cast in Wonder Woman movie, and yeah. go ahead. Yeah, that's that's exciting. I'm, I've always been a big Connie Nielsen fan. Um, the first time I ever saw her was as uh, the uh, the Emperor's sister in Gladiator. Um, she was also in a in a really that was her. Huh? Yeah, she was also in a really I underrated character. Uh, she was a character in a really underrated uh thriller movie called basic with uh john travolta samuel jackson I know that movie. uh yeah and she plays one of the uh the uh investigators very cool uh so let's see we also have more wonder woman uh because of the movie an instagram facebook and twitter uh page were launched and some logos so we have a link for that yeah i like the logo it's very classic but it's also the new colored yellow it's more of a mustard bronzish yeah, yeah. as opposed to the bright yellow from the linda carter days exactly uh i don't know how to say this tom brevert explains fantastic four cancellation so we knew this was coming yeah because they had originally uh pulled uh they originally said a release for fantastic four 2 was supposed to be i think 2017 right now they've yanked it from the schedule yeah no it's it, it's gone and um i i don't i i guess just nutshell it i think a little bit right it says that said this is another conversation we've had in the retreats elsewhere let's see fantastic four four has been uh one of those books that for a number of years has been effectively taken for granted so they're basically saying so we're not going to have that book for a while so they're pretty much done with fantastic four uh in print yeah this is really kind of interesting because you think this is a direct result of the movie failing I don't think so. People um, just tire of the Fantastic Four. Well, they're the original Marvel characters. They're the first ones. Like, if you look at the the basic Earth-616 story frame, right, it starts with the Fantastic Four in 1962. So, um, I mean, that predates the, X-File, uh, the, uh, the X-Men, yeah, there you go. predates Iron Man, the Avengers, everybody. Yeah. Well, uh, putting it to rest for a while, maybe once the movie uh, franchise figure out what they're going to do reboot it in some way and then come back like they've done with everything else i mean comics now i feel with all with the i mean the comic book industry probably thought they were dead for a long time and then with the resurgence and the technology caught up and now we have all these amazing comic book movies yes and now people are like holy crap can i get more of this yes you can buy the comics and so they've rebooted all these comics they and like i've talked about i mean there's like four or five new deadpool runs like there's so much out there 
for the consumer that in comic form, right? Exactly. So I, you know, Fantastic Four didn't do that well in the box office. Maybe people don't need that book right now. If they figure it out in the movies, then maybe they can come back with it. That's kind of the thought. Yeah, of course, I'm still waiting for an Archer comic. Why do we not have that? I know there's Bob's Burgers. Why not Archer? Killing me. Killing me. All right, so I have a bunch of Deadpool stuff over to talk about here real quick. So so they had a surprise screening. Did you see this? Yeah, you know, I I heard about it, but I didn't see anything about it. So l- let me pull this up. So there was a bunch of reactions to the Deadpool. There was a surprise screening, apparently. Um, this was only a couple of days ago, three days ago. And it said a surprise screening of Deadpool was held uh, for which featured Ryan Reynolds and the cast of the movie in attendance, in addition to Deadpool creator uh, Rob uh, Littlefield. And none other than Stan Lee, of course. So a bunch of reactions they put is <laughs> Ryan Reynolds taking a selfie with the crowd. Um, so there's a bunch of tweets on here. It says, thank you everyone, um, on both coasts who came for the Deadpool event. Uh, there's some other stuff. It looks like they did a little Q and A afterwards. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Mostly from what I can see, it was all very positive. People who, uh, let's see, just saw an early screen of Deadpool. The movie is effing amazing. Everything I was hoping for from the Merc with a mouth. So I think that, nice. I think I'm going to leave it at that. And for me, that makes me excited. I almost didn't read that article because I didn't want to have any preconceived notions going into this because for me, I'm coming from, like I said, I read the Deadpool comics. I'm very excited about the movie and, you know. Yeah. Well, if we keep talking about this, uh, you, uh, you might need to change your pants. Maybe. Or I'll just wear the brown pants. I'm going to wear the brown pants. This guy gets it. I get it. Uh, Deadpool band in China. That's not, a thing. Not shocked. The the problem is, is, it sounds like, from what I understand from the article, they don't have a rating system. They don't. So most radar movies from the U.S. do not go over there. So no Deadpool in China. Sucks for them. Uh, and let's see. <laughs> On that same level, I kind of put these in a certain order. Uh, Rob Liefeld says, Liefeld? Is that right? Liefeld? Uh, I think it's Leefeld. Leefeld says PG-13 Deadpool is a waste of effort. They're not going to go back and like make a PG-13 version of it. That, that, that would not be the point. It defeats the purpose of the character. Exactly. And so Deadpool has a post credit scene and there's some details on, uh, the nude content. So I guess there's some like, there's a part in a strip club or something. And you know, so it's not like, crazy but at the same time yeah instead of the creative camera work so you don't see anything they're just they're showing it they're gonna show boobs boobs i'll be okay with that boobs boobs uh (laughs) boobs i'd like to name the show that but i won't that might increase our numbers if i name the show boobs boobs oh god okay so deadpool mentions uh wolverine so it's heavily heavily hinted at now that um deadpool mentions wolverine so wolverine is gonna be in the movie He's making it. It makes sense. Yeah. And he's in a lot of the comics as well. Uh, we already talked about Spider-Man. Well, it kind of helps that they're, they're part of the same. The same program. Yeah. Weapon X. Yeah. Uh, so Dawn of Justice special. Wait, Dawn of Justice League. Okay. So this is cool. Dawn of Justice special online featuring Batman versus Superman, Suicide Squad, and more. This was hosted by Kevin Smith. Cool. I watched this last night. Pretty cool. But again, one of those little kind of two guys. Right. Fluff piece. Cut over. And it's Kevin Smith talking with his hands and, and doing the things he does. Um, it was very cool to watch. And I'm even more excited, I think, than, uh, than I was before for Don and Justice. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm starting to get more on board the more that I pay attention to DC. So we'll, we'll definitely see how this pans out for me. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I have another leak in here for Don of Justice movie logos and the new Suicide Squad trailer is a thing. 
and that debuted during this special. But I'd like to wait to talk well, about yeah, that for real reviews. Real reviews. And it's a damn good trailer. It's yep. really good. Uh, so Ego the Living Planet, rumored for villain and Guardians of the Galaxy 2. This is weird to me. So there's a planet that's alive? Is that a thing? Well, Galactus is too. Oh, look, I'm just saying, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm getting used to this stuff. I mean, a planet that's alive is crazy. Crazy insane. But it sounds cool. I'm in. Uh, and then we have Thor Ragnarok is a universal road movie, says Mark Ruffalo. So Ruffalo wasn't trying to reveal a bunch of stuff, but he says it's about the characters traveling. Yeah, through space. Which sounds cool. And let's see. Well, we knew this was coming. Paramount Yanks Terminator Genesis sequel from release schedule. Yeah, to say that Terminator Genesis underperformed expectations is uh, mm-hmm. an understatement. Yeah, indeed. And so that's not happening. And... You have some other ones in here. Yeah, officially, uh, The Mummy is officially signed with Tom Cruise, and it got a release date. It's now going to be released June 9th, 2017. So amped that he's in it? Yeah, I think he's going to be pretty, pretty good in it. I think they still need to cast uh, a really good mummy, and I hope they go female with this one like they've been hinting at. Yeah, that'd be cool. But we'll see how it goes. Um, the other thing is, is that uh, we already said the we already mentioned the Jumanji reboot. Is going to be getting a release date for June 28th. Right. Or July 28th. But the thing is, they are still in pre-production. So they're going to really have to get off their, their keisters they to get to this. They have to roll with it. But they signed, uh, I mean, Grant, this is for, um, 2017. So, but they're still going to need to get, kick it into gear. Well, something like Jumanji, they're going to have so much special effects and stuff like that. I mean, they, they're going to need a ton of time with that stuff. Exactly. And, uh, for director, they've signed on Jake Kasdan. Um, right. He's done a couple other movies, including Bad Teacher and Sex Tape, I believe. <laughs> Bad Teacher. But he's probably most well-known because he's Lawrence Kasdan's son. For sure. And Lawrence Kasdan, of course, wrote Empire and Force Awakens. Legendary uh, lineage. Absolutely. You like the alliteration? I did. That's good. All right, so do we want to do this gaming stuff? Absolutely. All right, cool. So uh, Lego Dimensions adds five new expansion packs. Uh, I have a link in the show notes. This is a game actually my kids got for Christmas. It's kind of cool because it's like infinity where you have to have the little guys right um but you build them with legos and the game tells you when to build them how to build them and so you're interacting with the with the game in that sense that's cool and then as the and and like all the lego games you have to solve puzzles on every level right so sometimes so they have a portal system where you turn on the portal and you literally have to pick up the lego character and move it to the right spot on the platform you you can see in the other room it's pretty cool um so this is something i'm interested in at some point i'll, I'll check it out the kids have a hard time but they're very young for the puzzles i have to help them right but um but it's a lot of fun it's a it's a cool way and a lot of the um the famous people do the all the actors they cross over with doctor who and um and uh, Lord of the Rings and and, and, all that, and and all that stuff. So so let's move on. Oh, and Bat the Batman stuff is so funny. All right. So last thing here, I'm Batman. <laughs> Mortal Kombat XL announcement. And there's a trailer attached to this. Um, I kind of wanted to throw this uh, since it was a trailer to reviews a little bit, but not really. Um, but the idea is that there's another Mortal Kombat coming. Cool. Which is cool. And Mortal Kombat. Indeed. And there's a link in the show notes for that. Awesome. Last thing, we have some merch. Black Panther, Vision, and more. Captain America, Civil War, action figures revealed. So we have a link in the show notes for that. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're really starting to, to release all the, the stuff for the movie now. Oh, I just saw Crossbones. Yeah, that looks cool. Now scroll up. Did you see Crossbones? There he is. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> because I believe in the comics, Crossbones is the character that 
Oh man, they got like Stark Tower and stuff, yeah. Avengers Tower. I mean, Black Panther. Um, but spoiler, I believe. Um, wow, Crossbones is the character that kills off Stephen Rogers. Wow, so spoilers indeed. Yes. All right, man. So, we have anything else? That was a big no, show. I think that's it. We kept it around at the right time. Nice. Yeah. So, um, you know, um, just kidding. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning into the usual podcast. We welcome all feedback. So, if you have comments or questions, uh, or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we're on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, and Sortor Network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at IMO Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. So please give us ratings. Thank you for doing so. And audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Get a free audiobook. Support the show that way. And of course, patreon.com slash usual podcast. You can give us a buck or two episode and help us do all the things that we do better. Hmm. Word. I just came up with that. I think that's nice. Anything? Any last words, buddy? Uh, that except for I think that's very similar to the GE slogan. Just I think making your life better. I'm going to come up with a slogan that's unique soon do it all right and we'll do see it, you all Doug. oh my god we will see you all next week peace <laughs>